Hey guys, we're Diamond Dixie, and you're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's kind of a little chance for us to catch up with everybody. That's what I'm um, thinking. Whew, it's been a whirlwind, man. The Taylor Marie Wagner, Jeremy Rowe. Um, who else was in there, Howie? The Diamond Dixie. Um, uh, my gosh. it was. Yeah, I know. We had some pretty good uh, names to kick off 2022. Yeah, we sure did. So we hope you got a chance to listen to Jeremy Rowe's interview last week. Um, it was a great interview. A lot of fun. Getting to know somebody else again. Yep. Um yeah, that was, he's, he's got a lot going on right now, you know, not even just professionally, but personally as well, you know? Oh, that's right. He's doing May, right? Or his wife yeah. I should say, is doing May yeah. with, her, with their uh, number six. My gosh. Yep. yep. Busy household there for Ooh. sure. Um, boy, I don't know if you've seen this either, Howie. Brandon Davis just released his premiere music video of Destiny. Okay. And uh, looks very well done. I don't know. Did you get a chance to watch it yet? I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. I know he's been posting it and uh Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really good. I mean it's, it's very good. I I put a link to it on our uh page as well. So you can go check it out there and you see mm-hmm. his music video. And it's pretty cool because not only does it star him, which a lot of music videos do, but it actually has his wife and his kids and everything in the video as well. So it's yeah. uh it's not just paid actors or something like that that are doing the role here. It's it's actually his family. So I can't wait to hear his uh, how his tour goes. With I know McGraw. That's gonna I know. be fun. I'm, I'm hoping we can get back in touch with him and he's willing to come back on with us again to kind of talk with it a little bit. I would be, be. I would love to get with him for like five or ten minutes while he's on tour. That would be cool. Even just yeah. a real quick, hey, how's it going? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, we'll yeah, to... yeah. Get Tim McGraw on real quick. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to see if we can't get in touch with him uh sometime during a tour just to see if he can give us a couple minutes sure. and if he can't during i understand that but maybe at least you know give us 20 minutes or so after you know that'd be yep. awesome exactly um yeah so that's what we have going on in our uh neck of the woods it's been a whirlwind yeah and not not that that's a bad thing but it's also nice just to kind of catch up with everybody 
personally and see how things are going mm-hmm. um, with us and what's new on our horizon. We haven't had a chance to kind of go off in the loop and talk about some celebrity birthdays, uh, other other than the big ones, of course. Um, yeah. But with the birthdays, you know, I guess I do want to get into that right away, Howie. I guess we can. Um, I say why not? Okay, let's uh, go you know for what? it. Let's break this out. We haven't done this in a while either. Exactly. He's still exploding himself up. Yep, he just he he'll catch on eventually. Uh, I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Um so Howie, let's start off our list here with a birthday today that's a really big birthday yeah uh, somebody near and dear to your heart Howie yeah uh <laughs> there was an opportunity there and I let it slip through my fingers and I don't know why <laughs> uh you know I do have some regrets but you know I I still I I'm I'm living a happy life now but there was that one that always got away and uh, yeah but and we're talking happened. about the one and only Tiffany Amber Thiessen yep she will be turning 48 years old today, obviously saved by the Bell fame as uh, Kelly Kapowski in Beverly Hills 90210 as, boy, I don't remember her characters. It was a Valerie or something. Does yeah, that sound right? Valerie, uh, she, I'll be honest, I, did, I, I liked watching uh, Beverly Hills 90210, um, you know, and such, but I didn't, I didn't care for her character in that because that's just not the image I wanted my future wife to be. Sure, sure. (laughs) (laughs) She actually played a kind of like a seductive, uh, evil type of character on Beverly Hills. She did it well. She She did. did She did a great job. But uh, But she actually got her her big break as in the modeling genre, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Miss Junior America in 1987. And she was Cover Girls Model of the Year in 1989. So, yeah, that's kind of where her career path started and the next thing you know she got into the acting role and i would say she's doing well for herself yeah i think she's doing pretty good for herself <laughs> and i guess um and she's also as good as she can be without howie I should yeah say. exactly i mean she's probably a little heartbroken as well uh <laughs> you know and i get that but no she seems to be doing just fine and i think she isn't she on the new saved by the bell the she is yeah she okay. makes cameos every once in a while uh she's she actually plays you know the wife of zach morris oh okay so yeah, yeah i guess i guess he is the senator or governor or something like that okay and she plays the wife so she's i guess she would say that she's the first lady of california right uh, so gotcha. <laughs> of course of course yeah so yeah so that's the the big birthday we had wow. today yeah 48 yep and then also ed helms of the office and also of the hangovers yeah. uh, he also played the voice of the onceler in the lorax if you've seen that movie mm-hmm. um he was he's 48 as well uh neil diamond will be turning 81 tomorrow how about that wow yeah sweet sweet carolina still kicking huh still kicking yeah sweet carolina what a um staple in you know american icon as far as the song goes and if i'm not mistaken isn't that the song that the boston red sox uses their seventh inning stretch 
I think they do, but I, I know that I can, I've heard it in other stadiums as well. Okay. Yeah. I think it's just one of those, I don't think it's during the seventh inning stretch of every game, but I've heard it. I've heard it in Pittsburgh. I've heard it in yeah. uh, oh, Philadelphia and such. So yeah, it's a song to get everybody going and get everybody because yeah. everybody knows the words to that. Oh, right. Yeah. So even at um, weddings, like if you hear it at a wedding, you can always hear everybody start chanting it out, you know, yep. their yep. own version, of course. <laughs> everybody has their own version I think. Yep. So true. and then i always got to throw one of my crazy weird historical birthdays in there and uh, <laughs> this one here happens to be john hancock uh born in 1737 died in 1793 and i don't even know if people know it's a name because so many people say hey put your john hancock here put your john Han yeah you know it's just another term for a signature at this point but of course john hancock being famous because he was the first one to sign was it i i can't be 100 sure but was it the bill of rights howie is that the one that was uh i mean the declaration of independence okay i thought yeah. maybe that's okay but uh but yeah I, I mean uh in my opinion if you don't know that name is a historical name then we need to check with your school system uh, right yeah well uh, that, that that reminds me of something funny here was that in tommy boy howie when um when he, chris farley's filling out the test that he's supposed to take and hit the question is you know the, the name this this name is also famous for being a signature or whatever uh -huh. and um the choices were and he wrote herbie hancock instead of john <laughs> herbie, herbie herbie hancock wasn't he a famous uh 80s artist like an 80s pop artist or I something like so. that. I yeah. So. yeah, that would be Tommy Boy. Yeah, that, that was good stuff. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's find out. He is remembered for his large and stylish signature on the United States Declaration of Independence. So much so that the term John Hancock has been a nickname in the United States for one signature. So, yeah, it was Declaration of Independence. You are correct. I was just watching so. an episode of, um, oh, shoot, what is that? Um, Pawn Stars. Okay. And, uh, and the uh, owner of Pawn Stars, he actually went out to, uh, I think it was Boston, now that I think about it, uh, because somebody actually had one of the original copies of the Declaration of Independence for sale. Wow. And he ended up buying it, by the way, um, for over a million dollars. I know that. I can't remember how much he exactly spent. But it was just neat to see that document and and to see that signature knowing that the those people who signed that declaration of independence literally touched that piece of paper yeah that is pretty incredible you know, really, i mean just think, think about, about that. that think about all those names on there like this this country wouldn't exist today without those names yeah just amazing Very true and and do you know what else is amazing to me is it, if you ever look at the declaration of independence and the, the curse of writing that's on there and all the you know it, it's it's not easy to read no um and it, it kind of makes me think about a time when my stepson was in school they actually went a period of time without even teaching cursive writing yeah that's what they're and, doing now well i think it's come back now because okay. my daughters are learning it now um well i shouldn't say my youngest daughter is learning it my oldest daughter already did learn it she knows cursive okay um but it it's really crazy to think like all these historical documents that were written and stuff in cursive and these schools weren't teaching cursive. And it's like, Oh, how did they expect people to read this? If nobody knew cursive anymore? Like, I know, I know. And, uh, I always say, if you want to, 
if you want to disguise or you want to hide something from this generation, um, write it in cursive or, um, and if you don't want them to drive your car, get something in a stick. Yeah. Yeah. Stick shifts <laughs> are really going away too. Yeah. And I'll tell you, my what, oldest I son, by a... the way, drives stick. I told him and that's what he Good. drives currently. So Good. I always enjoyed driving stick to be honest. The only time I didn't is when you were in stop and go traffic. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I enjoyed stick. Honestly. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, so I guess Howie, you're in the health field here, so you'll be able to help us out with this next point of topic here. Okay. The free COVID tests and free masks are going around that are given away by the government, I believe. And I, and if I'm not mistaken, you go to a, a post office website though, correct? Um, I think it's a government website. I don't know that it's oh. a post office. It's a, okay. Uh, I yeah. thought it was like a USPS site or something like that. Uh, you know what? I don't know off the top of my head. I just remember getting it in an email at work and uh, saying that, you know, each family, or I should say not each family, but each address gets four free COVID tests. Yep. And, uh, and the masks, I'm not 100% sure on. I don't know anything about that, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up as we're talking here. Okay. The website. Boy, I thought they'd make it easier to find. Yeah, you would think. There's a couple of links here, but when I click on the links, mm -hmm. it's not. Oh, it says the address is covidtests.gov. Okay. So yeah, I, had... I thought it was a government. Okay. Well, the one I went to was like a USPS one or something like that. So, okay. Um, but yeah, so you can go to covidtests.gov and that's where you can get uh, four free at home COVID test kits. And it doesn't uh, take long. I guess it takes like, um, it, if it takes you more than two minutes, that took too long. Oh, to fill out the form? Yeah. 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 It was very easy as well. And let me see if I can pull the information up on the free masks that the government is giving out too. Uh, and I guess they're the N95 masks, which oh, are really, which, yeah. I'm a little shocked because you, you have to get fitted for that. Well, not all the N95s. The they have the ones that just like the people that work in like the insulation and stuff like that, like those. Mm -hmm. But even um, those, like, you have to be like you have to be tested um, to see if there's any air coming through. I think. Interesting. I never yeah. heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not finding that. I wonder if that's kind of through the same site, but I don't see it. Okay. Um, and they say those masks are good for up to like um, 20 some hours of use or something like that. So, well, yeah, right, unless you work in the medical field, then they make you wear them basically for a week. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. You um, they don't they don't just hand them out that easily. So. So what if. How have you heard things going with COVID, Howie? What, what's the latest you're hearing? Well, uh, the numbers are up. Uh, I don't think that's a surprise. Uh, I think it's just coming down to, I mean, honestly, I think it's just coming down to people being smart. I, I kind of compare it to the flu. You know, yeah. if you're compromised and you're of bad health or you're at a certain age, and it's flu season. Well, you know what? Be extra careful. Don't go out unless you need to. Um, 
same thing with COVID. You know, if you're if you feel like your immune system is compromised in any way, whether you have a a pre-existing diagnosis, uh, whether you're obese or you're uh, elderly, um, you're you know just don't go out uh, and and avoid you know the the traffic. I guess at this point in time, and and this is just my opinion. This isn't of where I work, but <laughs> uh, but if you are healthy, I suggest live your life, you know, just live your life and do what you would normally do and Mm -hmm. just be smart, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you're going to have to to do that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think at this point, you know, we're, we're two years into this thing. I don't see it going away at this time. Right. You know? No. So you just got to be smart, do our best and work around this the best we can. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not going anywhere. It's going to be around. And unfortunately it's something, another sickness that we're going to have to deal with. And yeah. I'm hoping as time goes by, and I think I've said this before, I'm hoping as time goes by and people are getting immunized and also with mm-hmm. people getting the disease and then getting over it, you start building up antibodies to it. Yeah. And it starts getting lesser and lesser to an effect on people. And and then that's the hope. Uh-huh. So, and I think that's what will happen. That seems to ha- be what happens with most sicknesses. Yeah. And let's, I'm sure they're still working on immunizations that they can use to add to the arsenal of stuff they already do sure. with babies and stuff when they're born, you know, and add that to that list. And it'll probably just be another shot that your baby's going to have to get when they're younger. And here's so, the back with all this is, Obviously, they're really stressing, hey, get your uh, vaccination and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Well, now they're starting to push, hey, get your booster. Yep. Uh, and then after that, it's going to be, hey, you're going to need to get another booster. And that's going to yep. turn a lot of people off. Yeah, because, it sure is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I get it. Uh, but well, I guess the other thing, the other thing I wonder, I wonder, too, is like with the flu, there's always a couple of different strains that are flying around, right? And so they kind of just say, hey, which strain do we think it's going to be this year? That's the flu shot we're going to get. Yeah. Is it going to be the same thing with COVID now that we have these other different strains going? You know? Oh, I mean, I think COVID is, is a little more narrowed down in regards to what it's about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'm no, I'm no biologist or anything like that. So, or biochemist, I should say. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I think that's going to be a little more narrowed down. I think it's just going to be... I think each individual is going to be able to um, be immune to it a little stronger than the next person. And, you know, just like I said before, think about us growing up, Troy, like you and I are both in our Mm forties and um, you know, how many times do you remember as a child having to go wash your hands and sanitize your hands and, you know, um, and, and how often were you inside the house playing on your PlayStation or Xbox and, you know, or things like that, where I think when we were growing up, we were always outside. We were always playing yep. in the backyard, playing in dirt. Uh, yep. Don't remember washing my hands too often. And uh, yep. and I really feel like uh, that is to our benefit these days. Yeah, I, I know it is weird how germs have become more of a thing recently than they used to be. And that's, I don't know. I mean, the, the good old five second rule still floats around, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, hey, yeah. I mean, it depends on how good it was. I'll, I'll wait 30 seconds. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
no, that's a good point. Um, it almost makes you wonder if you're being too cautious sometimes, mm -hmm. right? I, I believe cause, so. Because maybe your body needs to see some of them bad germs every once in a while to, to build up the immunity to mm -hmm. stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. so true. I mean, obviously, I feel bad for those who are like going through chemo treatment and yep. you know their immune system is completely destroyed. Uh, I mean, they, it's, it's hard to say they don't even have a fighting chance. But I mean, what I will say, and this is what I'm learning from experience, from what I'm witnessing, uh, the folks that are getting vaccinated uh, and still getting the, the COVID, um, you know, whatever virus, yeah, uh, they are recovering a lot easier than those who are not getting vaccinated and, hmm. and COVID. So, I mean, I, I'm seeing, you know, there was a time in our hospital systems that there was at least in one of the hospitals, uh, it was an average of two a day were dying. Oh my. You know? And uh, in one of the hospitals, in one day, there was 25 who died. Wow. So, uh, and they were all unvaccinated. Mm. You know, so I will say from my experiences, uh, it seems like being vaccinated is important, but I'm not here to preach and tell you what to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely your own choice and yep. you make your own decisions in your life. Um, but yeah, it does seem like the evidence is pointing towards the vaccination helping, even if you do get the COVID. And I think that's where a lot of people are misled here yeah. is the fact that everybody thinks, okay, well, you get the vaccination, then you're not going to get COVID. But that, that was never no. the, the outcome they were looking for. The outcome was that it's going to already introduce some of those germs to your body. So that way, mm -hmm. if you do get COVID, it's not going to hit you as hard because your body's already kind of used to what's going to happen there. Exactly. And, and it knows how to fight it. Um, so yeah, I guess we can kind of get off the, the COVID kick here a little bit, but I thought it was kind of nice to have a little bit of an update and see how things are going because yeah. you kind of see things a little bit more firsthand. Yeah, no, um, I appreciate that. Also too, uh, speaking of COVID in the last two years, there's something that I got to do for the first time in the last two years. Uh, I did this last night. I actually went to a movie theater. Oh, nice. Watch what a movie. Spider-Man. Did you? Yeah. I, that's still out. Okay. I, I know that's still out, out and uh, yeah. it's still out. And not only that, but man, the, the movie theaters are still full. Wow. That, really? That movie. Yeah. I, uh, I think I got like the last two seats <laughs> when I went. So, um, yeah, you kind did you, did you pre-order tickets? No, that was my mistake. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I see that's what a lot of people are doing now is pre-ordering tickets mm -hmm. and, uh, it's Yeah. It, it must be getting really full and, and that movie must be doing really well if that's still selling out at this point it is it is uh what a great movie though i mean obviously i'm not going to spoil it but geez uh i will say toby mcguire <laughs> mm -hmm. he looks like uh he looks like um what's his face ralph macchio oh really from karate Kid. he yeah well no this guy did age a little bit i think because okay. i because if you look at Ralph Macchio today, yeah, he's starting to age a little bit. Uh, well, he's sixty. Yeah, I know. But look at look at Tobey Maguire now. Look, he looks like he could play Ralph Macchio's double. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's funny. So yeah, I didn't expect him to look like that when I saw him. Well, that's cool. I mean, what did you think of the movie? Oh, I thought it was great. Yeah, um, it was two and a half hours long, so it was a little yeah. long. But uh, but I thought it was a good movie. It was kept you kept you in suspense. And uh, yeah, it was just weird because it was playing in like ultimate 
universes and yeah like, and i and i think by the trailers you can tell this but uh-huh. like they they pretty much bring a lot of the villains back most of the villains back right? yeah and there's a reason why those villains come back okay yeah so um because they get called up in a different dimension awesome and there's actually there are three different spider-mans that are yeah playing. There are. yeah and um you know and they're all from different dimensions of the universe okay. So that's, awesome. that's where it's kind of coming from. It's really cool. It's, I thought it was well written and well done. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I'll probably wait till it comes out on um, one of the streaming platforms at this sure. point. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it as well. It looked like it got really good reviews and everybody that I ever talked to that's seen it, like it was really good, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Hey, one thing we didn't talk about that I kind of just came up on my newsfeed and I, I saw it last night actually is last night, um we live near hershey pennsylvania obviously mm-hmm. there is a ahl hockey team which is the amateur hockey league uh called the hershey bears that are right up the road from us and last night they had their teddy bear toss yeah and what that is is when they score their first goal of the game all the fans and everything bring a stuffed animal stuff whatever teddy bear can be any stuffed animal uh-huh. really and when they score they throw them out on the ice and last night they broke the world record Wow. For um, let me see if I can find the number here for you. Yeah, here it is. The team announced fifty-two thousand three hundred and forty-one animals were collected, wow. setting a new world record. They smashed their own previous record, which was set in twenty nineteen, of forty-five thousand six hundred and fifty. That's awesome. So, and t- and it says in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty-one they were not held due to the COVID pandemic. Yeah. So that's incredible. That is that and, and okay, people let's realize remember, what that goes for. Yeah, they send it to all the different um children's hospitals and ch- children's charities and stuff like that where all these uh stuffed animals will go. It says uh well here, each animal is collected, donated across 25 organizations and charities in the Hershey community. So it took them over 30 minutes to <laughs> gather up all the stuffed animals and stuff on the ice. That's insane. Wow. And the reason I bring this up, Howie, is it's it's not just local news for us. This is actually in the New York post as well. Like this is, this is a big deal. This is a big news. Yeah. It made so, a big story on ESPN too. Did it really? Not, not last night's, but, but okay. the teddy bear toss in general yeah. um, made ESPN news a while ago. That's, that's really cool. And, and what a cool way. And let's not forget Howie. this isn't, um, you know, a, a 50, 60, 70,000 seat arena. No, this is only this is only like when there's a hockey game going on, I think the most you can get is like twelve thousand five hundred somewhere mm-hmm. around there. So if we're getting fifty two thousand three hundred and forty one animals and and at most twelve thousand people are there. Yeah, I, people are bringing multiple toys to donate That's here. So exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what a cool thing. And I, I don't know the names of all the charities, but I'm sure the majority of them are like children's hospitals, children, cancer networks, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um, it's pretty cool. There's a couple clips flying around. There's one where one of the one of the guys, uh, there's a big pile of teddy bears on the one corner of the ice, and he just like belly flops into it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, that but, is yeah, such a cool you, thing. If you get a chance to check that out, you should take a look at it. It's uh, here's a couple quotes. One of the guys, the the Bears broadcaster, his name is Zach Fish. Yep, and he says. Sweet cuddly mayhem, it's teddy bear toss time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh zach is an interesting dude uh when he uh when when i was still working at the radio station Mm -hmm. you know obviously we actually would air the i don't know if we still do or not i believe they do i believe um, they do but uh yeah so i worked at the radio station you and i both worked there and we aired the hershey bears games and uh when he came on board as the new announcer Mm -hmm. uh he was a unique individual zach fish Oh yeah. Yeah. He was just like, I mean, just kind of like how you just described that voice. It was just kind of like when I heard him for the first time and he introduced himself, I'm like, Oh boy, he's uh he's going to be a interesting character for Hershey bears. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I think the guy that had the position before him is now the capitals announcer. Is he the capitals or was he, did he go to the lightning? Well, if he's there, um, he went from Hershey to Washington okay then you but could i don't know right. if he's still with tampa bay you know what he might have came from tampa bay okay that might be what i'm thinking of and i can't remember his name do you remember his name Harry? off the top of my head i don't know yeah my I wife would know him because she would clean his teeth <laughs> oh really yeah i can't remember his name though john walton yeah there we go there we go yeah, yeah he's still the... with the capitals okay i thought so yep so yeah good for him so yeah and and it wasn't long after he had moved up um and if i'm not mistaken i think didn't they win the cup not too long after he moved up there howie Mm -hmm. because what year was that was that like three years ago when they won the cup three three or four years ago yeah so definitely and you know speaking of hockey real quick man alex ovechkin i guess he's on the verge of breaking some records huh Mm -hmm. yeah he's that's crazy i know he's still he's still going strong was he the same was him and Crosby the same class? I think, uh, I believe it was him and Crosby in the same class, yeah. Yeah, that's that's insane. Think yeah, two Sidney Crosby like just had a hat trick in his last game. I saw that. I did. <laughs> I've seen that. I know. I, it's some good talent coming out of that year. That's You don't see often when you get two guys like that in the same draft class. <laughs> I know. I know. Two guys that are on the verge of shadowing records, but. Yep. All right, Hallie. Well, I think this is a good spot to take a little bit of a break. We can come back and talk about some somber moments in Hollywood, unfortunately. And also about maybe a little talk about an upcoming guest that we got lined up. Sounds like a plan. We'll be right back after uh, these brief messages. Hey, all. What's up? This is Brian from Data Monster Customs. Are you looking for that unique gift for your spouse, sibling, child, boss, or anyone for every occasion? Well, we do one-of-a-kind personalized figures. Check us out on Instagram at Datamonster, that's D-A-D-D-A-M-O-N-S-T-E-R, or just put Datamonster into the Google machine and check out everything we can do for you. Once again, this is Brian for Datamonster Customs. All right, and uh, welcome back. And uh, I don't know, every time I hear the commercial, the Data Monster commercial, I keep wanting to look into getting one of those done. I know, it it really is a cool thing. And, you know, I just have a hard time. Anytime a certain amount of money is spent, like it's it's always hard for me to pull that trigger. And it's nothing yeah. against Brian. He's doing a great job, you know, but it's just, I'm just, it's just me being cheap. That's all. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's about you being smart. I mean, you were telling me before we were recording, you want to talk about yeah. money well spent, you know, we can kind of, 
you know, think about that when it comes to going to a football game during this time of the year. I mean, yeah, obviously I have a couple of group chats with some of my bills fans and um, a couple of them are looking at going to the game next week in Buffalo because um, well, I'll tell you what, let's just give a little sports update real quick. Yesterday we had some, um, some games and today we had two more. So yesterday the Bengals upset the Titans and yeah, uh, that looked like a tough one. game, defensive struggle going on in 1916 rookie kicker hits the game winner as time expires. Yeah. Um, and then we move on to the next game and the 49ers upset the number one seed Packers as well. So, and that was also another field goal as time expired. Mm-hmm. So um, two games that came right down to the end, both defensive struggles. Much different and, than the previous week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> last week was a bunch of blowouts and this week we had some close ones. Yeah. And then today we got the Rams going to Tampa Bay to play the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills, my Buffalo Bills, <laughs> go to Kansas City. Uh, take on the Kansas City Chiefs. And the, the, the reason I brought this all up is because the winner of the Bills-Chiefs game, the Bengals will actually have to go to their stadium to play because the Bengals are the lowest seed remaining at this yeah. point. And a couple of my Bills friends were looking at tickets to go to that game. And I guess they went through like StubHub and stuff and they're looking at like $600 tickets. And I'm like, uh, I can't, I just can't do it. I just, no. that's too much. $600. I, said, I know. <laughs> I said to the guys though, I said, hey, if, if, God willing, by chance, they would happen to win a Super Bowl. I will be at the parade. I guarantee yeah. you, I will be there. You know, <laughs> but um, yes, indeed. I, I just can't. I mean, as much as the experience as that would be, if they were to win and go, and I mean, that would be jubilation everywhere. Mm-hmm. But that's just a lot of money. Like that's. I mean, there's. Yeah. As the one guy in the chat joked, he says, "Come on, Troy, it's just a mortgage and an electric bill." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Just throwing that out the window. Yeah. <laughs> So, hey, but if you want to hear more about our, our football picks and, you know, us talking about games and such, you can check out our football pick show that usually releases every Thursday, depending on, I mean, with playoff time, we've been a little bit more lackadaisical, but during the season, we do make sure we release them on a Thursday because there's usually a Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we talk about the games. We talk about our picks. We have a few guys that pick with us. We got uh, Mike Burrell, Bruce Ford, Jeremy Ryder, and Troy Martin. So... Yes, all former true. guests at this point too. <laughs> uh, well, Jeremy hasn't been. Yeah, well, here and there, you know, he's been on the pick show. And, oh, that's uh, true. That's true. And we we had the we had the Tua talk not too long ago. If you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yes. and actually, I forgot about that, but we want to get Jeremy back on here as well too to uh, talk about his uh, volleyball promotion that he has going yes. on as well. So. Yeah, so uh, we gotta wind it up. I I forgot diving a little bit into the conspiracy stuff that he talks about as well. Yeah, I mean that's (laughs) we could get deep in the weeds on that one, Howie. Yes, we can. It would be fun, though. It would be a lot of. It would be fun. Um, Speaking of fun, I guess we could say funny. I was gonna say fun. Yeah, (laughs) a comedian we just lost uh, at the age of sixty-eight due to large B-cell lymphoma. Louis Anderson, famous for obviously his stand-up routines, but he was a host of Family Food. He was uh, on the Hollywood Squares a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. So let's hear a little clip of Louis Anderson. All right. I didn't know this. If you're a fat person and you go to the hospital and you say chest pains, you're in. <laughs> that guy, chest pains, come on down. What about the guy with no head? We got a bucket of eyes coming out for him. 
<laughs> the nurse takes me in a room and she goes, here, sir, put this on. On what? <laughs> yeah, so that's Louis Anderson. Uh, wasn't always was I wouldn't consider myself a huge fan of his stand-up, but uh, but a lot of people I've never heard anybody say anything negative about him. Yeah, I mean he had a good run. I think it, it about four seasons on The Family Feud. Mm -hmm. um, as a matter of fact, I think for whatever reason I had a. Family Feud video game for my PlayStation 2, probably. Okay. Maybe maybe it was the original, and the, the version that I had was actually him as the host on it, now that I think about oh, it. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. Um, I still think yeah, Steve he, Harvey is the best, by the way, in regards to Family Feud, and in, in regards to his... I agree. Did you ever watch any any of his bloopers when when oh, people yeah. say stupid? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my god! Did you ever see the one with Bruce Smith? um it was a celebrity version no and it was um if i can't remember the question exactly but it had something to do with what a carpenter would use oh if a carpenter if a carpenter had to um lose one of his hands what tool would he replace it with and hammer was already taken he it was the fast money round okay so bruce smith was the second person to go and he said hammer, buffalo bill yep and of course he got buzzed out when he said hammer because it was already said and for whatever reason the first thing that came to his mind after that was penis <laughs> Harvey oh just, just stops me what <laughs> you know he does, he does his his whole thing that he does like yeah you know and, and, and they had to stop the fast money round because everybody was laughing so darn bad <laughs> oh it was so good oh it had to be funny <laughs> yeah, the one night I had my headphones in, my earbuds, and I was listening to famous bloopers of Family, family Feud, and my wife's watching something on TV beside me, and I'm sitting here with my earbuds in, and I'm laughing so bad, and she kind of was she's like, what's so funny? You're like shaking the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I get, I get a kick out of that, and sometimes it's just the reaction that Steve Harvey makes, and it makes yeah. it so funny. Yeah, I know. It's his facial expressions that, uh, you know. But yeah, um, Louis Anderson obviously um, had a very huge following. A lot of people really liked the guy. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, yeah, like I said, we lost him due to large B cell lymphoma. So, yeah. Yeah, we're um, losing a lot of people, Troy. Well, I'll like tell God. you what, 2022 is not off to a good start, is it? No, it's not. So, and then we lost another one. Yeah. Um, let's play a clip here and then we'll talk about him afterwards.
one and only meatloaf oh what a talent man what a talent guy could sing and a lot of his songs were so theatrical and yeah. it was almost like a musical going on you know in the background and this is where um, i think a lot of the folks miss out now without the the mtv videos and such where mm-hmm. i mean the video performances that you get to see with his music was amazing mm-hmm. yeah born marvin lee a day changed his name to michael lee a day um huh. yeah, but obviously everybody knew him as meatloaf and passed away at the age of 74 he had the three big bat out of hell albums bat out of hell one two and three and obviously you heard there paradise paradise by the dashboard light he also had two out of three a bad that was a big hit for him mm-hmm. and i think obviously his number one hit much later down the line would be um anything for love but i won't do that and i joked with you howie but i still <laughs> don't know what it is he won't do i know i know i guess it depends on who with right but, Unless uh, I'm missing something in that song, I never actually heard him describe what he wouldn't do in that song. So. Well, you don't want me to interpret songs, as you learned during our last uh, interview with uh, Jeremy Rowe. So that was pretty cool, though. That was that was interesting <laughs> to hear things. Yeah, and we've said it before, and I'll, and I'll always say this: it, the the whole thing with music is it's not just about you know the way the artist interprets a song; it's how the listener interprets a song and how uh-huh. it connects to them too. Yeah. And, and that's the main thing that you're able to write a song that can connect to people. However, that happens. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. And uh, I would say Meatloaf did a good job of that. Yeah. Um, I remember, I mean, when I would do anything for love, what year did that come out? Maybe 90, 91 ish, somewhere was, around there. Yeah, it was around the early 90s. I yeah. So, and I remember kids my age, you know, I'm only 10, 11, 12 years old in that time frame that loved that song, you know? Yeah. So here, here's this artist that, okay, let's say 30 years ago. So he's in his, uh, I don't know, let's say late 40s, somewhere around there. And he's connecting with this younger generation like this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was such a cool thing to see. And it was a very well done music video. I remember that as well. Yeah. Um, long song. I think I said the album version's over 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the music video version was six minutes. So Actually, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Troy, uh, got to meet Meatloaf. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, Tony uh, Papson, Tam's husband. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, um, yeah, yeah. I got to meet him at a at a Chiller Fest, I guess, kind of like one of those um, Comic Con type of yep. uh, events. And uh, yeah, and he was saying about yeah, this guy was all really nice and was uh, wanting to chat about his upcoming album that he was doing. This was a few years ago. Yeah, he said yeah, he was a real nice guy to talk to. Yeah, he's every every interview I've ever seen of him and or any, any comments I've ever heard about him, they seem like he was a really personable and nice guy and very happy to be where he was. Yep. Um, another pod, podcast I listen to pretty regularly is uh, called Talk is Jericho. It's by pro wrestler Chris Jericho. And uh, he had Meatloaf on his thing. And he said Meatloaf was like, I think he said he was like an hour and a half or two hours late to the podcast studio to to record the podcast. <laughs> and the whole time, like Chris is in touch with Meatloaf's wife. Like, is he where is he at? He's not here yet. And and he says when Meatloaf finally gets to the studio, he's all flustered. And, uh, and he said he literally like recorded that first 10 minutes when he got there because he wanted it to kind of be part of the experience of, yeah. uh, you know, him coming in, being all flustered and mad because he was late. <laughs> and, so, uh, yeah, that's that's a cool chance. If you get a chance to hear an interview with Meatloaf, that was a good one. Look up Talk is Jericho and look up the Meatloaf episode. That's a very good one. Yeah. Um, but very theatrical in his music. I, I, I mean, just 
he gave it his all when he was performing on stage. You could see that. And then not only that, just uh, the music video is awesome. Again, you know, just looked like almost like a little film or something like mm. that. It was very cool. So, yeah, definitely um, some emotions in the, in the ex expressions and such. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I wish I would have did more research on this, Howie. Do you know the story behind the meatloaf name or no? I don't. I was going to ask you if you knew, but. Um, uh, but if you look at the, the song that I played here, uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, uh, mm -hmm. it got over 64 million views. Yeah, that's that's insane. And, and, and I wonder, and that's not even his most popular song, right? So I wonder what what his I'd Do Anything for Love is. At. Right. <laughs> so. Um, um, actually, oh. This is something else, Dead Ringer for Love. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, it's... Uh... So it says, here. here's one story of the Meatloaf thing. Meatloaf claimed he got the first half of his name from his father shortly after he was born. So I guess they called him Meat or whatever. And then, and then I guess he was on Oprah Winfrey. And uh, Meatloaf told Winfrey he received the loaf half of his nickname in eighth grade when he stepped on a coach's foot. And he screamed, get off my foot, you hunk of meatloaf. <laughs> so oh, that's funny. Yeah, I pulled up the I I'll do any I do anything for love uh video on yeah, YouTube. Not, have, what's that? It doesn't have quite as many views as I was expecting. No, no. 187 <laughs> million views. <laughs> yeah, hardly any. Yeah, just a just a few. Uh, man. nothing like our That's... nothing like our tiktoks or our our um youtube views you know yeah now, now as i'm saying howie i'm just kind of watching the video playing in the background here uh, mm -hmm. as we're talking and just you could look at the theatrics of this video it's so I cool know. i know i we'll um, play a little bit of this i mean it almost looks like it's a um like a Phantom of the Opera type vibe, right? Yeah, it does. It does. And I mean, he's almost got like a, a what do you call? I don't know why. I don't know why Ozzy's videos come to play. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. But I yeah, mean, look at that. He's got this whole theatrics. Like they're looking in this abandoned uh, mansion or something like that. Uh, the cops. With the, you know, it's just very well done. It looks like a little mini film. It's great. Yeah, it basically is a mini film. What is it here? Uh, what's that? Um, Seven and a half minutes. Yeah. So, yep. wow. But this, yeah, I mean, this song was huge. This song really got a lot of play. So Yeah, it really was. But yeah, once again, we lost an icon. Another one. Yep. Jeez. So, 2022, you can stop taking away our legends now, please. <laughs> well, you know what? We did say this about a year ago, Troy, where... All these folks that we really looked up to and enjoyed watching and being entertained by, they're getting up there in age. Yeah, you know, look it's at very the, true. the Aerosmiths of the world, or the Rolling Stones, or the Beatles. You know, Paul McCartney. Well, I don't think the Ro I don't think the Rolling Stones will ever die, though. Uh, I think they're already dead, though, Troy. Well, true, good point. Yeah, I think they're. <laughs> I think they're just being propped up and music played behind them. They're just holograms. Yeah. I mean, now that we're in the football season, do you realize the Rolling Stones performed at the very first Super Bowl halftime show? Really? 
the very first Super Bowl the Rolling Stones performed. Is that true? <laughs> Look it up. Look it up, buddy. Wow. So, that, wow. Yeah. Think about that. Think about how old I they mean, are. I mean, what Super Bowl are you on now? Like 56 or something? Yeah, we're, we're in the 50s, that's for sure. That's, that's incredible to think. Yeah. Um, see, I didn't. The only reason I, I, the only reason I'm a little hesitant to totally believe what you're saying there is that I didn't think when the first Super Bowl was first started uh-huh. that it was as big of a deal as it is now, where they had like halftime shows and performances and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, this, yeah, this year is Super Bowl Fifty Six, by the way. Uh huh. So, yeah. So. I thought it was just like a marching band or something, honestly, Howie. Um, let's see. Who performed at the first ever Super Bowl? Well, there I see a Wikipedia show. right there. I see a Wikipedia where it says who performed at the or, um, Super Bowl halftime shows. Um, I don't know where it went now, where you listed it. but Duke Fields? Uh, from the, the Battle of New Orleans. Yeah, I've heard that. Okay. Let me see. When did Rolling – I almost – man I, I believe you i believe they probably did i just that's yeah. um i remember when the super bowl first came out it wasn't a big deal like tickets were cheap and yeah right um well see there i see they were at the one in, in 2005 yeah or 2006 I, hmm yeah 2006 but... i mean here's the thing they could have yeah, right. They could have performed. I know. Super Bowl. Well, here, um, let's see. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Nineteen sixties. So let's see. Performer. Yeah. See, there's the University of Arizona in the uh-huh. first one. That's what I thought. I thought it was a March Command or something. Yeah. March and Grambling Band State, Florida. Yep. So let's see. Yeah, like Ellis Fitzgerald and Carol Channing. Yep, that was in Super Bowl six. There's uh, the Michigan marching band, the Texas Longhorn marching band. Up with I don't know what up with. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Up with people. Yeah. There's another Tyler Apache. Ken Hamilton. There's another one up with people. Grambling State University marching band. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. These first couple are all just kind of marching yeah. bands. Like I don't know where I heard that. Hmm. So let's let's see where we got the first. There's George Burns, Mickey Rooney. How about that? Yeah. And Chubby Checker and the Rock. There we go. That's pro- that's probably the first one right there. Yeah. 1988. Wow. 1988. Chubby Checker. Yep. Huh. I thought um, New Kids on the Block. Yep. I remember that one. That 91. was the Bills and that was the Bills and Giants Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Gloria yeah. Stefan. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, 90. Michael Jackson, 92. I remember that. that. That was a big one. That yeah. was a big one. 19. And then 90, 94 was a bunch of music artists or country artists. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, the Judds. Yeah, because I think that one was in Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Patty oh, Lee yeah, there it is. Oh, Indiana like Jones. Uh, yep, huh. we're, we're moving into, there's the Diana Ross. I mean, yeah, the Blues Brothers. The, how about I remember that? that one. That was a good I one. I don't really remember that one too much. Um. I can't remember that Super Bowl. Oh, that would have been 31 in the Superdome. That was a year after the Steelers played. Was that the Packers and the 
Um, who did they play? The Patriots. Yep. Yeah, it was a game, New England, and yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, that was Patriots. That's when Parcells was in New England yet. And yeah, um, yeah that was. 98 was a salute to uh, Motown. So boys yep. and Smokey Robinson. I remember that one. That was yeah. that was Packers and Broncos. Yeah, and then we get to the 2000s. Wow, Phil Collins, Christina Aguilera, Enrique Iglesias, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Aerosmith. I remember that one. Super Bowl 35. Yeah, was that uh, Tampa Bay and Oakland? Uh, no, it couldn't have been because it was in Tampa. Yeah. It was. Oh, it was the Ravens and Giants. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I remember that one. One of these coming up is where all the controversy went down, though. Right here. Here it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, 2004 Jackson. in Houston. That was uh, Jessica Simpson, Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, P. Diddy, yeah. Nelly, Kid Rock. Wow. Um, and that was when the infamous um, nip slip happened live on TV. Yes, indeed. So that was yeah. a, a big moment. And from that time on, they kind of started going a lot more laid back with their artists uh-huh but now here we go this year and we got <laughs> snoop yes. dogg dr dre mary j blige eminem and uh i guess a new guy uh kendrick lamar i guess yeah. he's not too new but he's you know new compared to those other artists yeah those are some um, controversial folks there yeah it is so i'm interested to see how that goes and mm-hmm. i think i guess the cool thing is it is in inglewood and uh dr dre would mention Inglewood a lot in some of his songs so yeah. that's pretty cool so yeah, that might yeah. be another reason they picked him mm-hmm. but going through that list there Howie which which ones really stuck out to you which ones do you remember uh the ones that I remember the, uh, was the Aerosmith I remember uh mm-hmm. Britney Spears appeared on it with them I didn't because did I remember he come out for that one too who run DMC you know what I think they might have I thought they did too yeah, I just but remember, I, I, like, I, as Britney Spears is walking off, Steven Tyler slaps her on the butt. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Uh, that's a little uh, – and especially then, I think Britney was still pretty young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought The Who did a nice job. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Prince was awesome. I liked yeah, Prince a lot. Prince was good. Uh, I even thought Paul McCartney was really good considering mm-hmm. um, I think he was the year right after all the controversy, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, I, I definitely thought there's some definite good ones. Red Hot Chili Peppers was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Say what you will about Michael Jackson. That was a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was iconic. They had the. Um, oh, Michael Jackson just performing in general. I mean, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, didn't he start the concert at like the top of the arena or something like that? Or like on top of the venue? Or maybe that was just a hologram. I don't know. But he might have. But that was, yeah, that was really good. Um, yeah. yeah, good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, but yeah. So maybe our next guest that we're talking to, Howie, will be able to perform a Super Bowl halftime one time on our own. That's right. And she's a local girl. So uh, <laughs> local girl who now lives in guess where, Troy? <laughs> uh, Nashville now, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming. I think she I think she purchased a tiny home. 
you know, those tiny homes that you get out of these storage containers and whatnot. Yeah, I'm I sure. think yeah. he has the, one the of the Sears build your own home. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, I don't know too much about her yet, but uh, uh, she did she did agree to uh, come on our show, and uh, we're just kind of coming up with uh, a good time. Maybe it'll be this week or or in the uh, upcoming uh, weeks uh, ahead. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, uh, Olivia Farabaugh. I'm hoping I'm saying that name correctly, but uh, but yeah, yeah, she, she's she was a contestant on The Voice. How are you were telling me? Yeah, she was a contestant. I don't know how far she made it or what rounds or whatnot, but uh, yeah, so she's definitely uh, got some talent and I'm looking forward to seeing what she has to bring to the table for us. Yeah, and and I guess there's a little bit of a background there and I, and I see, you know, on YouTube, there's a little bit of a video called CIR, CIRS, The Emotional Toll, talking about her chronic inflammation response syndrome. Yeah. So be interested to talk with her about that and mm-hmm. how that's affected her singing career as well. Without a doubt. Yeah. So yeah, look forward to it. And uh, why don't we play a little bit of her uh, music uh, going out and uh, give some folks a tease. What do you think? That sounds good. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And we will be back with more guests as soon as we can, including Olivia Farabaugh. All right. Until next time, folks, stay tuned. Tanks on eight, I'm going fifteen above the speed. This world seems to be racing by, but still weighing down on me. But faster, faster I go, happy maybe. This concludes our broadcast day. Click. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.